0: This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on vSend, the Sports Betting Network.
1: What's going on, everybody? Stormy Tony here live from Las Vegas with My Guys in the Desert. And today is the best day ever, officially, because in just a few moments, we're going to welcome in in-studio the original creator of My Guys in the Desert, broadcasting legend Brent Musburger gonna be with us for the duration of the show. And I'm so excited. So before we get to him, we gotta crank out our top five stories that you need to know as we do every day here on the program, starting with the New York Giants because they're still feeling the after effects of Sunday with their injuries. Joe Judge said today, Daniel Jones is still, he's on track, but he remains in the concussion protocol as of now. Did not rule him out for Sunday, but he will not practice until cleared by medical. Similarly, Saquon Barkley and Kenny Galladay did not practice today. Rams minus 11 yesterday in this game. We're seeing minus nine and a half today and the total up from 48 to 49. And you would have thought that it would have been a little bit different considering those guys aren't practicing. But not so much. Number two on our list, Dolphins quarterback Tua Tongo-Vailoa practiced for the first time today since suffering fractured ribs in week two against the Bills. Brian Flores says Tua will hopefully play on Sunday in London against the Jags. He's reportedly still dealing with pain, but it's not going to keep him away. Miami lost all three of their games with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. He, by the way, now dealing with a hamstring injury in last week's loss to the Bucks. Hey, you know Michael Lombardi is just so excited for two a time never says a bad thing about him number three more ribs okay file that under things that you say at a barbecue and not about someone's injury I am sorry but Jordan Schultz reported that Bucs tight end Rob Gronkowski is ruled out this Sunday uh, this Thursday rather on Thursday night football continuing to deal with the multiple internal rib injuries Bucks minus seven at the Eagles on Thursday night football this week give him a little bit of extra time his availability hes not ruled out yet for week seven still TBD. Also good to note that safety Antoine Winfield Jr. is also unavailable for the second straight week. Number four on our list. Bengals practices are going to be a little bit quieter this week because apparently quarterback Joe Burrow dealing with his throat issue is on voice rest this week. It's unclear if he's going to face restrictions yelling out plays or audibles during the game. The team is headed out to Detroit this week. Bengals favored by three and a half. So Prepping for the silent count, probably a good thing. Wonder if he's, I don't know, practicing what Celine Dion would do to rest her voice or something. I don't know. Number five, it's the MLB postseason, baby. Astros, Red Sox in the ALCS this Friday. Houston topped the White Sox yesterday, 10-1, downing Chicago in four games. Pitcher's not listed yet, but we do have a series price. Astros, minus 155. Red Sox, plus 130 for the series. Meanwhile, in the National League, the Braves stunned the Brewers last night. And boy, was that fun to watch. Freddie Freeman with the homer in the eighth inning. Will Smith closes it out. Oh, they're going to face the winner of the Dodgers and Giants. Uh, winner take all game five tomorrow night. Still can't believe this is just a division series, right? Give us seven. The people want seven. Both teams minus 110 on the money line. Uh, a couple of young guns on the mound too. 24-year-old Logan Webb pitching for San Francisco. 25-year-old Julio Urias dealing for the dodgers dodgers getting plus money on the run line total is seven as we bring in our guy here in the desert let's Brent go Musburger. dodgers we
0: Dodger. no i'm sorry oh I'm come sorry.
1: on <laughs> ay. yeah ay, ay. No, hey, your, right?
0: your guy webb was spectacular in game one that's as well pitched a game as i've seen all oh. season long okay and if he's anywhere near that in game five we're in trouble I'm going to boycott baseball until they make it a seven-game series. You're exactly <laughs> right. right. No. It
1: should be. Like, let's just reseed it so that you don't have a division series with two teams that have over 100 wins this year. It's killing yeah.
0: me. No question. They should reseed both leagues. Right? It should be automatic. That's, yeah. yeah. You want your best teams to meet in the championship, and that's nothing against the Atlanta Braves. They did a great job in taking the Brewers down.
1: I was last night at the, the Golden Knights game.
0: Did the, you go to the game? Yeah, no. I
1: went to the Golden Knights game last night, and I was surprised, by the way, how good the Kraken played considering they were out as many players they were with COVID against, you know, a team like right. the Golden Knights that are supposed to be so good. But I'm sitting there with my cell phone here watching Dodgers Giants just, <laughs> well, there goes my bet. There goes my this. There goes my that. Uh, Brent's going to give me grief. I hit,
0: the, I hit my parlay.
1: Of course you did. The
0: Dodgers <laughs> hit the Golden Knights. What? Now, tell me, were there a lot of uh, Kraken fans in T-Mobile?
1: There were. Yes, obviously the Golden Knights fans outmeasured them, but... Right the the teal and blue really pops in there so you could see a good number of Kraken fans yeah, in the house had a lot
0: of bear fans in Allegiant stadium
1: yeah, it'd be like that Nothing That's going what on city with the raiders does, so, yeah, very so quiet. okay so yeah <laughs> let's let's get to that the elephant in the room here um obviously it was really unfortunate news uh that came right. out on monday night football with john gruden's resignation and as somebody who is as close to the team as you are being the voice of the Raiders. How have you and people that are close to the team right now kind of just unpacked the last 48 hours?
0: Well, first of all, we're saddened by the fact that the coach is gone because many of us were, were good friends of John. And I called him and spoke mm-hmm. with him yesterday. Uh, truth is, he has only himself to blame. Let's be perfectly honest about this situation. Okay, He brought himself down. And so the team has to gather together and, and move on now. And from a betting standpoint, which is what we cover here at v I guess my recommendation, Stormy, would be for everybody to be careful. Be careful. Don't, don't let emotion steer you one way or the other. Now, the books did not adjust very much. They did move it from three to three and a half. They put the hook on it. So the Broncos are favored mm-hmm. at home, as they should be. Um, but I wouldn't say, oh, this team is going to respond. They're going to gather. They're going to take it to the – I'd be really careful about that. And on the other hand, I would be equally careful about saying, oh, the Broncos are going to steamroll these guys now. They got – you know, they're all upset. I'd be careful because I just would not jump to any conclusions. I'd look at numbers and I see what you think. Some people like me on the three and a half, I wouldn't give three and a half under any circumstance. doesn't mean that I wouldn't take it. I'm not just speaking about the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Broncos. But I looked at the stats last night. I, I, as a handicapper, look at defensive numbers. I really really think defense will keep you in any game, no matter where you play it. Yards per play, okay? There's three teams in the NFL that are allowing fewer than five yards of play, okay? The Bills, the Panthers, and yes, the Broncos. However, the Raiders are in fifth. Now, they got they got a break when they played against a rookie quarterback in Justin Fields, the Bears, even though they lost to him. Uh, but the Raiders are only allowing 5.06 yards of play. So Coach Bradley, whom I think many thought would be elevated to the head coaching situation, but he's done such a good job with the defense. Mm-hmm. They want to keep him focused on that right there. So there is that part um, going forward. Now, I, I will say this. I'll be perfectly honest. If things go badly, okay, not just Sunday, but then the Eagles come in and fortunately – They get their bye week and then they have to go to new york if things were to go badly this football team then by all means don't jump on the raider bandwagon ever because what happens here is that all the assistant coaches start looking for jobs down the stretch and now we have a major major distraction on our hands internally okay and
1: a disconnect
0: so the key the key for the raiders is to somehow find a way in these next two games. At least, you've got to win at least one of them. Either the Broncos on Sunday or the Eagles, mm-hmm. to keep yourself afloat so that you don't collapse before the bye week. Because losing affects everybody. Uh, guys are just not as focused as they normally are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would be careful about this particular week. I don't, have a, I don't have either a good or a bad feeling about it. I think everybody is still shocked by the news.
1: Right, because it is, you know, normally you have those instances where a coach gets fired, and like you said, everybody kind of rallies around – the interim head coach and does whatever it takes we saw that when dan quinn got fired a year ago right no and pressure. all of a sudden atlanta was winning games and you're like what who is this We're team this um but it, it's a it's a different thing that they have to deal with i would, would like to know just your thoughts on rich Basaccia though and yeah. what he brings to the table in that role we we have odds up already that's how fast vegas moves um for who <laughs> the next head coach will be and he is on that list as given consideration at plus 800.
0: Plus 800 yeah, that's, that, that's an honest price on Rich. He's never been a head coach. Uh, he's been a longtime assistant. I, I like Rich a lot. He's going to be able to handle himself publicly. Uh, he can be self-deprecating. He's got a terrific sense of humor. Just so people know, he's, he's the special teams coach. Mm-hmm. And if I was to choose overall the most valuable player this year for the Raiders, I might surprise you. because I'm going to take Derek Carr. I'm going to take the punter. A.J. Cole has been absolutely spectacular, okay, from game one through our two losses. A punter gets overlooked in this situation, but he is so important when it comes to field position, okay? And Cole has given the opposing team nightmares, putting that ball inside the 10-yard line time after time. So Passaccia has done an outstanding job. He also turned, it's it's interesting, Carlson, uh, who was turned loose by the Vikings, probably the only player that I ever told a, uh, a team about that I said, you know, I think this kid can play because I'd had him at Auburn. So Rich and I talked and uh, also Reggie McKenzie who was then the general manager. They liked him. So they picked Carlson up. He's a very long-legged kicker. Okay, they had to work with that a little bit. And they have improved him to where he has become one of the best weapons in 50 yards plus. He's a terrific, terrific field goal specialist. So Basaccia has done a fine, fine job and he will continue and I was happy to hear that. Mm-hmm. He's going to continue being the special teams coach as well as the head coach. And I've always thought that the head coach should oversee the entire operation. Right. When, when they call plays, as John Gruden did, I think it detracts from their ability to manage the entire situation. And in this case, special teams, you're, you're not under the gun every play. I mean, you know, it's maybe every fourth mm-hmm. play, eighth play, twelfth play, whatever the drive is. So we should say, I like Rich a lot.
1: Yeah, and it's a good situation, though, just like you said, getting to leave everyone else in the places that right. they are and hopefully get the turnaround started. And remember, everybody, you can get in on the Bellator 268 action for free with the Bellator MMA Prediction Challenge. Answer questions about how you think it'll all go down October 16th Your shot to win up to $5,000. Head to DraftKings.com slash Showtime to make your predictions now before the fights begin. Who will be one step closer to claiming the light heavyweight throne? Saturday, October 16th, live on Showtime. Make sure terms and conditions apply. DraftKings.com for details. We'll be back in just a moment on My Guys in the Desert. Brent Musburger with us all show.
0: My guys in the desert with Stormy Bon and Tony on V Sin, the sports betting network.
1: Welcome back, everybody. This segment of My Guys in the Desert, presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen is working to create a world where you can enjoy life on your own terms. Zen nicotine pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and hassle-free—a tobacco alternative that can be enjoyed on the go anywhere and anytime so you never miss a minute of the game or the tailgate party very important available in 10 varieties including spearmint coffee and citrus and can be found at convenience stores nationwide so you can find zinn wherever you are Zin's nicotine pouches are clean and discreet with no lingering smell plus easy to use indoors or out making it the perfect complement to your everyday also Zin comes into strength so you have control over your nicotine satisfaction then Contains Nicotine is only for adult nicotine consumers 21 and up. Learn more and find your local retailer at zyn.com that's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical as we welcome you back into my guys in the desert with our special guest. So honored to have the big man on campus, Brent <laughs> Musburger, with us all day long. And so we're going to start off this segment with um, what's the bigger problem is what mm-hmm. we're calling it. So I'm going to give okay. you two options and you tell me what you think is the bigger issue for a team. Okay. You ready? I'm sure. Can you handle it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I give it my best so shot, Stormy. So you know so what I'm time. saying? All right. The first one I have
1: a personal attachment to, so don't guess wrong. Just kidding. <laughs> 49ers quarterback situation or Seattle's quarterback situation. What's the bigger problem?
0: San Francisco. Why? Jimmy G can't stay healthy, even though he's coming back, and Trey Lance is not ready to step in. Now, up in Seattle, obviously the heart and soul of that team is Russell Wilson. And he's out, but mm-hmm. he is due to return before the season's over. Geno Smith, surprisingly, I thought he looked pretty good when he came on a relief. Now, there was a bad interception that he threw. He's going to have to stay away from it. It wasn't necessarily his fault. The receiver mm-hmm. went down uh, as he came across. Uh, so I I like Geno Smith stepping in there better believe it or not, than Trey Lance right now yeah. this year. So that's that's how I would say San Francisco would be in more trouble.
1: Crushes me that Trey Lance isn't ready, but you're right, he's not. And interesting, Russell Wilson never missed a game in his career. A decade never. due to injury. Never. Like, crazy. Um, Next one on our list. Falcons offense or the Steelers offense? So you've got two older quarterbacks who are, aren't are quite trending like another older quarterback.
0: Uh, the Steelers offense is a worse trouble. Okay. Uh, offensive line problems in front of Ben and Ben like Matt Ryan in Atlanta, they're pretty stationary. They need they need a protective pocket. However, I watched the game last week from London and Pitts, the rookie tight end from Florida, is the real deal. Okay. And he he almost solely defeated the New York Jets because Ridley was out for the Falcons and so Matt was able to bring them down, but he relied on the tight end to do it. So I as of now, I would say that the Steelers offense is in bigger trouble than the Falcons.
1: Yeah. Big Ben has struggled. No more Juju smith Schuster either. I was looking at this bottom six in the league in yards per game and 31st in total rush yards. So not ideal. Uh, Titans offensive line or the Bears offensive line? (laughs) Well, this is like (laughs) that's a tough one.
0: Okay. Which one's
1: worse?
0: I'll take the Bears because of one guy, Derrick Henry. He doesn't need a great offensive line to rush for 150 yards. Okay.
1: All right. Yeah. Point taken. All right. Chiefs defense or Chiefs Turnover. This is
0: easy for me. It's the really? defense. I mean, the defense is a disaster with, uh, with Kansas City. And I think that Mahomes has pressed the issue as a result and has been turning the ball over. But anybody who thinks that Patrick Mahomes is going to become a turnover machine hasn't seen him as much as I have and been painfully reminded of how good he can be. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you, you watch the AFC West oh, a little bit. mercy. Just a little bit. But yeah, that defense allowed 7.1 yards per play right now, oh, which is not yeah. only the worst in the league right now, but the worst in league history if they continue to that Yeah, trend. exactly.
0: They, they may be battling just to get into the playoffs mm-hmm. come December. We shall see if they don't get a turnaround.
1: Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the Chiefs a little bit more in depth then. Sure. Because, okay, this week they're taking on the Washington football team. They're six and a half point favorites on the road. But they, time and time again, have shown so many weaknesses i i have trouble getting a read on who this team can be down the line because of the way that they've struggled
0: yeah at six and a half mm-hmm. i'll take washington right now really just based on the number okay they may not be able to win that football game but the Chiefs should not be giving because of the defense they shouldn't be giving that kind of points to anybody if you want to make them <laughs> a three-point favorite okay but everybody has loved the chiefs for years okay so it's been an inflated line go back over the last season and a half and see a few times they've really covered these big numbers
1: so it's numbers at all period like right. I think they're 2 and 11 or something like that against the spread over their last 13 it's just yeah no bizarre
0: having said that and one of the more puzzling performances this year to me has been the Washington defensive team okay they were supposed to be much better than they have played so far this year okay Jack Del Rio by the way is the former Raider coach is the defensive coordinator. So we'll see if they can get that repaired, Stormy. I'm I'm not so sure.
1: No, I'm I'm not so sure either. It's a, it's just been a conundrum. I don't know what to expect with them. And in terms of the AFC West, I don't think anybody thought at this point you would see them at last. And they've been favored throughout the course of right. the season still to win the division.
0: The Chargers right now are, the, are clearly, for sure, clearly the best team in the AFC West. You know, as a, as a Raider houseman, I hate to say it, mm-hmm. but I watched them in person. And then I watched him highlights against that wild shootout against Cleveland. Okay. So I would rate the Chargers Not listen, I think the Chargers when it was plus one thousand to make win the AFC or get to the Super Bowl, would have been a great bet up, but mm-hmm. it's come down here at circuit this week.
1: All right. They're at the Ravens this week. Ravens favored by three, but I mean they're at home. Total fifty two. Great game.
0: Great game. Gonna be gonna be wild. Uh, listen, Lamar Jackson he's magic No you know those of us who said he's gonna struggle because he's gonna get pounded as a runner don't like his performance downfield throwing the ball we were dead wrong the kid just finds what you had him right in the yes, survivor pool, I was right? say. They, I had, they were your team how was the last 10 minutes of that for you Stormy? i had so
1: much anxiety i'm not even kidding i sat just like this for the last 15. <laughs> oh goodness it was it was it was like my heart uh, stopped nearly it was very frustrating but you're dead on he threw for over 400 yards road. four touchdowns he Runs. did everything
0: yeah you know he lost the lost the heart and soul of his running attack when the running backs got hurt in the uh, in the preseason basically now Marquise brown has stepped out he's a mm-hmm. big time wide receiver the week before in denver that great leaping diving catch in the end zone against the broncos and we've seen that highlight over and over again. He comes through, and then he's got Andrews at the tight end, reliable, who can work down in the middle. Every quarterback needs someone who can work the middle mm-hmm. of the field. Kelsey does it for the Chiefs. It is critical that you have someone who can operate there, that you can run off the crossing patterns. Bill Walsh made a living out of it when he had a weak offensive line with the 49ers. I mean, it was Joe Montana I can still put a bang, and every now and then it goes Rice for 80 yards. You grew up with that.
1: Speaking of sweats, though, I, I know we're talking about the game in general, and I mean, I had money on the line just in general, right. and then we had Survivor, but I also, in my fantasy game, was playing against Mark Andrews, and I was up like 37 and a half points. I was feeling really good about myself. He scored 36 and a half, so that was a whole nother sweat that I was going through <laughs> that night. Lamar Jackson, by the way, was 25 to one for league MVP before that game, 12 to one after that.
0: Yeah, he's, he's definitely a candidate. Justin Herbert is also yes. a strong candidate. I liked okay? him for
1: Offensive Player of the Year before the season started. And a lot of people thought I was crazy because they said, well, do you think that the Chargers are going to win the division? And now look where we are week through week six.
0: Yeah, good organization, underrated organization. We've all put them down because they left their fan base behind in San Diego. And they have not attracted a fan base in LA. But I lived in Los Angeles. It's a city of front runners. If they start to win, they will pack it with Charger fan. I know, I know that fan base in Los Angeles really well. Okay, and they will jump on board that freight train if they start moving toward. Remember, the Super Bowl is in Los Angeles. Yep. Now they got two teams that could wind up there.
1: So, yeah, I was gonna say. So they speaking. Of they, okay, you got front runners, but who's the front runner? Right, either one of yeah. those teams could easily be it. Them. Either one.
0: Well, the Rams kept their fan base. Um, a lot of them were down in Anaheim, obviously. Uh, When, because of the money, the franchise moved down there before they jumped and went to St. Louis for even more money. But there there are a significant number of of old-time Ram fans in Los Angeles. It's it's the Chargers who have to develop a fan base. And believe me, they're developing it right now with the way they're playing.
1: It's funny you say that. I was in Tucson, Arizona for my game this past weekend. And Mm -hmm. I have a bunch of friends that uh, I went to school with that now live in Phoenix. And so I went and visited them for a little bit. Went to school with in san diego and all of them just happened to tell me how bitter they still are that oh, the chargers are
0: gone and they should be yeah. they should be but they should have built them a new stadium too okay it's interesting that even the cleveland browns who became the baltimore ravens and now the san diego chargers who became the los Angeles chargers in both instances magnificent baseball stadiums were built okay so what you did was you convinced the owners, Art Model in Cleveland, the Spanos family in San Diego, hey, wait a minute. Can we get a baseball stadium, but why can't we get a football stadium built for me? Okay. And that fuels the anger internally of those franchises, and they pack up and move when they don't get a new stadium.
1: Steph's telling me we got to go to break.
0: Well, let's pay Man, some bills.
1: Let's pay some bills. <laughs> no, uh, stick with us right here on My Guys in the Desert. When we come back, Brent is going to grade the NFL's rookie head coaches. You won't want to miss it. Right here, My Guys in the Desert on the other side.
0: You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Tony on vSEN, the sports betting network.
1: If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, BetRivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of City Casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. The Chicago, Detroit, Philadelphia, and Pittsburgh City Casts are all up and running right now. And make sure you check out the newest LA City Cast with Danielle Alvari. Subscribe to your local City Cast wherever you get podcasts live with you at Circus Sportsbook, Stormy Bonantoni, and Brent Musburger with you already halfway through the show. Just goes by so quick with you, Brent. Okay. I need you to do a couple of grades for me. I know that it's, you know, probably been, what, like 10 years since you've been in school. So uh, we're going to do some some letter grades for the rookie head coaches. Brandon Staley, Chargers.
0: Easy. An A. A? Very top of the list. Top of the list. The job he's done with the Chargers. And oh, by the way, he's Mr. Fourth Down. He hasn't met a fourth down that he won't gamble on. And when you see a coach gamble on fourth down, keep this in mind. Means he's got great confidence in one person, his quarterback. Okay. He loves Herbert. And he went listen, he went deep in his own territory a couple of times. No coach would do that given that situation, even though he's behind. So that's the A Brandon Staley charges.
1: We've loved him too on this program all day so far. We certainly have. And he Brandon Staley, by the way, plus four fifty, shortest odds to win coach of the year. Um all right, Dan Campbell, the Lions.
0: C plus. Better than a C. I love his emotion. The kids are playing hard. He's got to win eventually, so that's why I've got him at that C plus level. But but I like. It. You don't necessarily have to bite kneecaps off, but he's he's been a good leader. I I like what he's doing.
1: 0 oh and five to start the year, sadly for the Lions. Patrick Maher, you know, is having a tough time with that one. But um, I did I liked the emotion too. Um, it's you can tell that man really loves football and loves his team. Arthur Smith with the Falcons. They're two and three.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm going to give him a C plus. Also, uh, I thought it was a, a very good game plan. Uh, like I said, I watched the game in London when they beat the Jets. He got to his tight end. I was suspicious of the kind of head coach that he might become, but I'm going to give him a C plus.
1: Okay, two and three. I got to tell you, this is a little bit sad. Still, their best start since 2017. They were one and four, one and seven, zero and five. Last three years. Granted, I know it's against the yeah, Giants and Jets. a tough grader,
0: Jets. you know. You've got <laughs> <laughs>
1: I know their wins are against the Giants and Jets. You know, you know good. I'm not but like on one of those up.
0: professors at North Carolina. Just because you're a ball player, I'm going to give you an A. All right. That ain't Ooh. happening in here.
1: Okay, so then what <laughs> are we giving to Robert Sala and the Jets? Tough start. They do have a win this year, though.
0: A C. Solid C.
1: I'm surprised with that.
0: Yeah. Uh, defense is decent. He's working with a rookie quarterback. Offensive line is, I think, going to be okay. I. Believe it or not, I think the Jets are a little bit underrated. They need to start quicker. I like his demeanor on the sideline. I'm affected by that when I watch somebody, okay? And when he got upset at a certain things, I thought he was right. I'm going to give Salah a solid C. All
1: right, former defensive coordinator for my 49ers. We miss you. Um, how about Urban Meyer?
0: F. <laughs> Terrible. Dreadful. You got a team that hasn't won a game, and and you skip the team playing. Going back to Jacksonville and you get film with the dollies in a bar in Ohio? I don't think so. That's not how you manage a team in the national football league. You know, by the way, that's the one coach on this list that I know the best of all is Irvin Meyer. Solid F. Oh,
1: 100. And, oh, by the way,
0: okay, betting. Headed to London. Headed to London. Remember this. No rookie quarterback has ever won a game in London. Look it up. Okay. They've got the Dolphins coming in. Hagabailoa, Stormy reported at the top of the show. Looks like he's going to go for the Dolphins. Okay? Good luck, Lawrence, but no rookie's ever done it. it
1: Why'd you let me bet the Jets last week, Brent?
0: <laughs> because I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> right. okay uh, Meyer, oh, I forgot. Urban
1: Meyer, by the way, 100 to 1 odds. He's the longest shot, understandably so, to win coach of the year this year. David Coley and the Texans, it's been a, a rough go for them since they lost their quarterback.
0: I'm going to give him a C-, minus. okay? Uh, I would have given him a D, uh, but they've been competitive in a couple of games, and maybe young Mills is going to mature. Plus, Coley... He was dealt the worst hand of any of these rookie coaches. I mean, what they've done to that franchise. And you've got, you know, listen, you've got Deshaun Watson inactive. He still hasn't been traded, and he's there. So of all of these new coaches, David may have the toughest job of all on his hands. So, I, But because they're not winning, because they don't close it out, I'll put the minus in C-. minus.
1: That's saying something, because there are a few tough jobs. There are a few. Uh, Coley, forty to one odds. Also forty to one. Nick Sirianni with the beloved Eagles.
0: Yeah, I listen. Again, I'm going to go to the defense. I'm going to give him a C minus two. Okay. Okay. And, and you could easily give him a D. But again, on my yards per play with the defense, the Eagles, the Eagles are number four behind the Bills, the Panthers, the Broncos, the Eagles, giving up only five point oh one yards a game. Okay. They're going to win some football games with a defense like that. Okay, so I'm going to. He's obviously got a good defensive coordinator in place. I don't like his play calling. Uh, the times I've watched, I haven't watched that carefully. I'm not. I'm not an expert on the Eagles, uh, but I would give him. I would give him that mark. But to me, the rookie coach of the year, and it's not even close, is Brandon Staley. And the biggest failure, and I'm a little bit disappointed because I thought he would do better than this. Is Urban Meyer. I'm with
1: you. I'm with you tough, but you're, you're, I don't think that you were that generous of a grader. I think that you were a toughie. I'm proud of you. Way to go. Way to go. Since Nick Sirianni, though, was the last one we talked about, and they just happened to be playing on Thursday Night Football this week, maybe we can give your thoughts on the matchup with the Buccaneers-Eagles. Plus six and a half at home Thursday Night Football. Total, as we mentioned earlier, 52 and a half. Um, do, do has, it like to, um, yeah,
0: has it fallen to... Yeah, it changed? has. Okay, now this, this line was seven, and I'll tell you what that indicates to me, and people who want to bet it, pay attention. Um, Brady is saying all the right things about the injured thumb, but I'm saying that smart money has come down against that thumb and has taken the seven with the Eagles and has brought it down to six and a half, okay? Frequently, smart money moves early, okay? Because they think they're going to get the best of the line, and seven is a heck of a lot better than six and a half. Just look it up on the numbers. So if you want to take a position on that, I don't know that we're going to learn anything differently. But uh, the Bucks, the Bucks have some injuries, major injuries in their secondary that we know about. And the Eagles are at home. That crowd, that's a force in there in, in Philly. Uh, great, loyal fans. I'd be a little bit careful. The only time I ever bet a Thursday night game, I honestly, I go for the home team. I think that That it's such an advantage. It's such an advantage. You can actually work guys out early Thursday morning. While the other teams are in the hotel they had to drop. I mean, you gain about two days on a Thursday night when you're the home team, okay? So clearly, they jumped on that seven, and I see that the over-under 52.5, I don't know if it's changed, Stormy, but that was uh, the opening number. That's That's a pretty high number in there. So, um, yeah, I'd be careful with smart money coming in on the Eagles at 7.
1: Okay. Tom Brady obviously coming off a a big day last week um, before we really knew the extent of his injury. they covered. Yep. Um, The Eagles, in terms of their future this season, do you think they can get a playoff spot? I know in their division it's kind of the Cowboys and everybody else, it seems like, but the Eagles, what do you think?
0: Well, yeah, because of the division, okay, and and now – Keep in mind that a week from Sunday, they come in uh, to Las Vegas. They're in Allegiant Stadium, and, and we don't know how the Raiders are going to come out of this week's game mm-hmm. with the new coaching situation out of the Broncos game. Uh, so the Eagles, you know, I don't know that I would back them, but I certainly would. If it, and the yes, no, the circle loves the yes, no, yes, playoffs, no playoffs. I, I would not bet the no. I just don't know that I'd jump on the yes.
1: Okay. Interesting. Cowboys still favored big to win the NFC East, minus 550. Eagles right there, uh, plus 500. One more game real sure. quickly. We've got about a, about a minute or so here. Uh, sure. We might as well just stick with uh, a team in the NFC South, maybe, since we just went Bucks. Carolina Panthers.
0: They're, they're hit
1: and miss for me. They've got the Vikings this week.
0: Well, the problem is that Darnold went back to turn the football over last week. But they have a defense that will keep you in every game. Uh, Vikings and you know Cousins has kept them relevant all along they've lost they've lost some tough close games mm-hmm. okay going forward on this one uh, I might pass I could see either of these teams winning this game
1: the Panthers frustrate me or Sam Darnold just frustrates me because exactly. within the course of the same game absolutely you see him get a rushing touchdown rushing t- like he's doing all these things you're like oh my gosh a change of scenery Look at what good the Panthers have done for him to be in Carolina versus New York, but maybe not.
0: You know, it's interesting leading to gossip, okay, because we're all wondering what's going to happen to Deshaun Watson. He's on the beach. He's not going to play for Houston ever again. I think that's that's perfectly clear. He has to get his legal situation taken care of. Okay. Back earlier before the Miami Dolphins became the go-to franchise, the franchise that was rated number one to get him, Carolina. I want to point out that the owner, the new owner of the Panthers, the hedge fund manager, he's the richest of the owners in the NFL, okay? And if Deshaun Watson clears his name, he'll make a move.
1: All right. David Tepper. We'll see. more. You know what? I want to pick this up on the other side. We'll be back. More with Brent in just a moment.
0: to my guys in the desert with stormy bonantoni on vsin the sports betting
1: network download the free oddstrader.com app to compare betting odds from licensed sports books access injury reports in-game action and much more when you go to oddstrader.com and remember everybody you can get in on the bellator 6 268 action for free at the bellator mma prediction challenge answer questions about how you think it'll all go down october 16th for your shot at up to $5,000, head to DraftKings.com slash Showtime now to make your predictions before the fights begin. Who will be one step closer to claiming the light heavyweight throne? Don't miss the light heavyweight World Grand Prix semifinals on Saturday, October 16th, live on Showtime. Terms and conditions apply and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details alongside Brent Musburger. I'm Stormy Tony here on My Guys in the Desert. I don't know why. It's always really hard for me to say the word eligibility a lot of syllables Eligible. everybody
0: everybody they, you've always got a few words
1: uh i wanted just you to try
0: not to use it just I mean, try to play pick
1: yeah, yeah you can play here make sure you go here <laughs> pick uh
0: another year <laughs> whatever. tell me
1: now um wanted you to wrap up though your thought real quickly on deshaun watson potentially being an option for the carolina panthers down the line if he were to get his name cleared of all these charges
0: you know um he's an elite quarterback okay uh the nfl rating the only quarterback who had a higher rating last year was Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. okay, of the Green Bay Packers, and we know that. But let's go to the average length of a pass completion. Rodgers had finished up, had a 5.51, okay? That, but Watson had 7.45. Watson threw 33 touchdowns, okay? I mean, that was unbelievable, and only seven or seven. He's an elite quarterback, mm-hmm. okay? He's, and Tepper would be willing to pay him elite money, He's out of Clemson. So, so you go back to Charlotte. You're pretty much back there in your home country. Yep. And, uh, so we shall see. But first, he's got to clear his name. Yeah, exactly. We'll see what happens.
1: That's a, I keep on trying to look up any update to the situation, and I feel like there, no, there never there is there one. There aren't any right yep. now. It's, it, it's tough.
0: It's up to the legal authorities and the court system in Houston.
1: See going forward. Yep, no question. Hey, let's have a little fun, though, here. Okay. We've got a little game called Fill in the Blank. Okay. So I'm going to give you a statement regarding college football, and you fill in the blank, okay? So first one, the Oklahoma starting quarterback should be blank.
0: Spencer Rattler. It should. Go back to him. Remember, he threw the big two-point conversion mm-hmm. in that great comeback that Williams authored. But if Rattler struggles again, you can bring Williams off the bench again. So there's no problem. I would, I would go back. That would be me. What about you? So- you ask me all these questions. My eh. What do you think?
1: Wow, tables have turned. So I like Caleb Williams, which is I know it sounds like the weirdest thing in the world because this guy Spencer Rattler was a Heisman Trophy favorite coming into this year, but he just hasn't performed to the level I think even the fan base thinks. And if your fan base is chanting for the backup quarterback, but you're on the, it's probably going to be tough for you I'm
0: to. to the fans.
1: It happens though. I <laughs> right, wrong or indifferent. It you. happens. I hear
0: you. Most... Right, the most overrated oh, team in college football. You're under the gun. Okay. Right. Most overrated team in college football is
1: I think based on the national rankings where they stand right now, the most overrated are the Oregon Ducks at
0: Funny. I would gonna nine. say the same thing. Really? Okay. I would. I didn't want Not to. Not even it. joking? Because you a I'm glad you just said. Where are you this week, by the way?
1: I am at Utah, Arizona State at Utah. That'll be a good one. Is it a pick 'em? It is. Yes. That's what it's, it is. It was. two division
0: leaders, right? Correct. South, yeah. I oh, think it'll be 'em. They'll, they'll be alive <laughs> in Salt Lake City. What time? What time of day?
1: 730 Pacific time, Pac 12 after dark.
0: Recording. Hey, pop dark. Okay. The favorite to win the college football national title should be
1: Georgia. Agreed. Agreed. I, I it we're down
0: just, right here. just—we're so insane. The next USC head coach should. Oh be. my
1: gosh! Can you stop? Wait, we're supposed to talk about Georgia a little bit then. Oh, if that's who oh you I think, think it should be, okay, tell the people the why. Have a
0: great defense.
1: Shocker! <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news. All right, fine. The next head coach at USC should be
0: Pete Carroll. What?
1: <laughs> He's coming back, everybody. Actually, I, He's coming back. I covered back. a lot of
0: games when when Pete was around. I don't think I ever had so much fun uh, covering the game as when, I'm going to tell you an anecdote, is when Pete Carroll was coach. And on the day before the game, he would always have the big guys play touch football, you know, the offensive line and the defensive line, okay? And he wouldn't go the length of the field, he'd go across the field, 60 yards. And they would play touch football. And it was spirited, and it and it, and it was so much fun. And we had a uh, meeting, as we always do, as, as an announcers with the quarterback. And and the quarterback told me that um, when a when a wide receiver felt on the outside that, that he was the go-to guy, he'd give him that hang-and-easy sign like they do in Hawaii, okay? So we're in a game. Uh, I can't remember who the analyst was. And I happened to see on the field that the wide receiver was giving him he did the hang-easy sign, hang easy sign yeah. okay? So I used the story. I mean, it wasn't like the quarterback gave it to me off the record, he told us in the meeting. So, of course, they hit him. Nice big gain. Okay. Now we get to Monday. It was Monday. Get a call and
1: from the Pete. front
0: page of the L.A. Times rips me for giving away a signal. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. The quarterback told me. And my first reaction is to get mad. So, But I I actually went over to the Rampart here in Vegas. We got a cup of coffee at Starbucks. I'm sitting there, huh, pouting. The phone rings. Brent, pete carroll yeah coach Not he said i want you to know you didn't do anything wrong you were told that we changed that signal we changed it maybe every other series you didn't give anything away i said coach you don't know how much i appreciate that call." Yeah. okay so it was kind of funny i mean i total innocent i two things that i never expected to be controversial calling a woman beautiful and giving away a signal that a quarterback told me in a in a meeting and not saying it's off the record, nope. okay? So, yeah. No, it, it's
1: interesting, but that's a good note though to people on social media. I will say because you know all these people can say whatever they want to say. People that matter will call you and tell you the truth
0: about it, right? Exactly. That's what matters. Exactly. That's, that's what Pete did. So, but, but I don't have a, I don't have a strong feeling because they're in such a battle for eyeballs now because of the NFL has come back not just with the Rams but the Chargers were in there. I would be inclined to go hire a young NFL assistant as the head coach at USC. And I would be then on the recruiting trail in Southern California, which is a hotbed of talent, telling them, we're going to coach the pro way. When you get done at USC, you're going to be ready for the National Football League. And I would go after the five stars. That's Believe me, that's what Coach Saban does down in Alabama. That's where he's able to get so else. The key is to hire someone who can get into that hotbed of talent in Southern California. And to tell you the truth, Stormy, I I wouldn't be that well versed in the assistants. Yeah. I would I would let USC uh, go into
1: that. And See, I, it's, it's,
0: next one, you're going to ask me. I honestly don't know who the best NFL quarterback prospect. Like, given you
1: the list. Beforehand. He's just well, who, asking himself who, the questions now. What? <laughs> this is my job. What job am I supposed to have? If you're asking uh, yourself the sorry, questions. Sorry, you know, an old man comes in. <laughs> it's so nice to
0: be back on my guys. and it, My guys. It's now my guys and my, gals in my gal. And my gal. Yeah, great. That's there we go. You're doing well, a heck fun. of a job with this show. I want to tell you that.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. It's yeah. been a lot of fun. Um, Do you
0: know some of the prospects, by the way, the top?
1: Yeah, so it's interesting because this draft class has been a little bit weird because coming into the year, everybody was talking about, Spencer Rattler and Sam Howell and these names that have since kind of drifted off a little bit. One name that a guy that hasn't really done a ton this year but has gotten a lot of traction has been um, Carson Strong over at Nevada, which, yeah, so he was the first underclassman to win Mountain West Offensive Player of the Year last year. He's come in this year. He's one of those guys that kind of has all the tools. He reminds me in a weird way, not of the style of play of Josh Allen, but a similar guy coming from one of those group of five leagues that nobody really knows about that all of a sudden makes their name up a draft board. I like Carson Strong.
0: Josh Allen was interesting because nobody recruited him except Wyoming. Mm -hmm. You know, and he went up there. And the one thing that has served him well with Buffalo and for gamblers, keep this in mind going into December. The weather gets really raw up in Buffalo. And I'll tell you, no one is more experienced Ever been to Laramie, Wyoming? Oh, Ever been to Laramie, Wyoming? I have. Holy Toledo, does the wind blow, okay?
1: Uh, I have, my phone, died. it didn't die, it just turned off. It was like it's negative a, seven degrees, my phone just turned off, yeah, it was so a, cold. Just shut it
0: down. That's, that's, <laughs> we're not going that way with that television. No, exactly. Okay. Uh, so, and I, I'm really pleased to watch Josh and uh, how well he's performing uh, with, the, with the Buffalo Bills, who... You know, certainly are one of the favorites to win. Are they the the best team
1: in the AFC now?
0: Well, also, we talk about Josh Allen. They're number one in yards per play defensively. They're allowing only 4.25 yards per play, okay? And they've been in the arena against teams like Kansas City. So they have really done a great job with that team. And I I think they might be the best team in the AFC. This side Mm -hmm. of the Chargers, I don't want to count the Chargers out. Mm -hmm. I'm not quite sure what to make of the AFC South. The Titans moved out, but I don't think they're extremely balanced on both sides of the ball. Uh, And after watching Carson Wentz uh, on Monday night, and you were sweating that you wouldn't have to get back on the field, and listen, the block field goal wins it for you. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I know what you're saying. (laughs) Gosh, I wish we could do this forever. I'm so sad that we have to say goodbye. Uh, This is a ton of fun. Thank you. Thank you to our live studio audience, Have a great time
0: in Salt Lake. (laughs)
1: Will do. That's a wrap for my guys in the desert. Rush Hour and Danny Burke coming up.